to give honor to God. I want to give honor to my parents. I love y'all. I love y'all. I want to give honor to my beautiful wife who's here. Uh, I, I know Dad just had us to give a big praise, but y'all know me. I'm, I'm one of those ones. I, praise is our weapon, and praise is what's going to bring things together today because God, God has a, a good word, and I understand when we start this word, I may have some crickets, but it's okay. <laughs> but it's the, it's the word of God. So what we're going to do, we're going to give God a big glory, give God some glory, give God some honor. All right, we're going to give God some praise because he's, he's, he deserves it. I was looking, I always like looking around, you know, God, God say pray and watch. He say watch and pray. And I was looking around when we was doing praise and worship, and I, and, and I was looking around when, when Dad told us to give God glory. And I, I think there are sometimes when we allow what we're going through to be greater than our praise. And I don't know why, because the one we're praising is the one what's going to break what we're going through. He, he's the one that can turn. He, he is the breaker. He's the one who can turn the situation around. But in order for that to happen, and I'm going to get into this word. It's an old saying, saying, if you want something, you have to give something. In order to get what you want, you have to give what you got. And right now, we want to give God a great praise in this place. Can we do that? Come on. With your hands. Clap your hands. Give him glory. Give him honor. Magnify the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Lord, you're good. Lord, you're kind. Lord, you're awesome. Lord, you're mighty. There's no one like you in all the earth. There's no one like you in all the earth. There's no one like you in all the earth. God, we give you glory. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Great are you, Lord. Thank you for blessing. Thank you for saving. Thank you for delivering. Thank you for setting the captives free. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, come on. 30 more seconds. Come on. 30 more seconds. Glorify his name. Magnify his name. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory. 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 15 seconds. Come on. 15 seconds. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Hey. Glory, 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 glory. Hey. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Woo. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, there may be times when you feel like you're going through a funk, but you get to a point of realizing God done brought me out before. He'll do it again. If he's done it before, he'll do it again. And he's been doing it over and over and over again. That's why I don't mind giving him glory at all times. Hallelujah. David said that. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. He said, all times. All mean all. All means it doesn't matter what I'm going through at that moment. It doesn't matter what happened last night. It doesn't matter what happened this morning. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. His praises shall continually be in my mouth. His Lord, I thank you, shall continually be in my mouth. Lord, I love you, shall continually be in my mouth. Lord, I honor you, shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Come on, come on, huh? He, he's been so good. An old, old songwriter said, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Some of y'all may have forgotten. That's why, that's why it seems dead with your praise. But when you get to a point of remembering what he's done, how you brought you out of something, not just, not just 10 years ago, not just 10 months ago, <laughs> but even today, you start remembering those things, you'll start giving them glory, give them honor, Hallelujah. Y'all may, may have a seat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for praising. <laughs> hey, because this is what he wants. He wants our praise. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank, thank y'all. All right. Well, whew. we're going to get into this word. And like I said before, First, before we get into it, first of all, I didn't consult with Dad about this word, okay? Um, I, I don't need anything. Um, me and my wife are good. I know, Mom and, I know Mom and Dad is good. I know this church is good. Okay, so why are you saying that? Because this word is about giving. And I thought Mom was going to get into it a little bit. And I was like, okay, well, hey, amen, amen. But it's not about just giving in your finances. Um, one of the first things I said when I got up here is in order to get something, you have to give something. And there's more, more in life than just giving finances, as we know. God gave us more than just finances. All right? And we're going to get into that, and I might be going ahead of myself, but it's okay. All right? Yes, finances is very important. All right? And we know this. But God gave us an anointing, and that anointing is not for you. The anointing that God has put in you is for someone else. A lot of us, a lot of times, a lot of us want to be stingy with the things that God has given us, and God did not design us to be that way. So let's go to Matthew. We're going to go to Matthew 25. And we're going to start at verse 31. 
And we're going to do this the old school way. <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to go 31 through um, 46. 31 through 46. And I'm going to read the first verse. Then everyone else is going to read the second verse. So we're going to do old school responsive reading. All right? And we'll go... Yes, I gotta keep you. I gotta keep you intact and tuned. I, I, you know, like I said, I, I, you know, I know part of this is gonna be crickets, but uh, right now we're not gonna have crickets. We're gonna speak, amen. <laughs> and, and listen, I'm going only by the word. That's it. We, we, this is we are word church, and if I just keep blabbering and you don't see any results, then you know I'm just. But when you when you get it from the word and you've seen results, which I have seen that you know I can't be doing nothing but telling the truth. All right? So verse 31, like I said, I will start, and we're going to do responsive reading, okay? 31 through 46. And it says this. It says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to the goats on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did, we, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take it in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did, did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me, you cursed, and to the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was a stranger and you did not take me in naked and you did not clothe me sick in prison, and you did not visit me. And did not minister to you. <laughs> then he will answer them, saying, Surely I say to you, insomuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. Everybody together. And these will go away into the everlasting punishment. And these righteous into eternal life. Whew. So message, the, the title of this message is The Power of Giving. 
the power of giving, the power of giving. Father, we thank you for this time, this opportunity, Lord God. And Father God, we pray now that you just use me. Use me how, you, how you've given me this word. And Father, we ask you now, Lord, let it be spoken with clarity. And Father God, in the name of Jesus, and let our hearts be open to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, so in Matthew 25, well, if we start back verse in chapter 24, Jesus was with his disciples, and they was looking at the temple, and the disciples told Jesus, hey, there's a temple. And Jesus told them, he said, soon this temple will be destroyed. And at that time, they was on their way to a place called the Mount of the Olives. And the disciples asked them, when would this happen? And Jesus started giving them quite a few stories about Hey, he gave them the story in, in chapter 25 about no one knows the hour. He talked about the faithful servant, the evil servant, the coming of the son of man. He talked about a parable of, of the fig trees, and he talked about the great depression, I mean, great tribulations. So these things, what was going to happen, and, and if you don't know the, the, great tri, uh, the great tribulations, these things are sort of kind of happening right now. So don't get it twisted about, excuse me, don't get it twisted about, Time is not short because time is very short. Time is very, very short. The only reason why Jesus have not came yet is because he want to bring more people into the kingdom. All right? And as we're going to find out, it's our job to do that. All right? But then when you get to chapter 25, he tells three stories. Two of those stories are parables. He tells two stories of parables. He tells one about the five, uh, the five foolish and the five uh, wise virgins. And then he tells the parable about the talents, all right? But then he tells one more story. And this story was obviously a real story because this was, he had a name in this story. And as we've heard at this church, if it's a name, it's a real story. But the name he was talking about was himself. And it talks about the coming the coming of the Son of Man will, well, um, in my Bible, it talks about the Son of Man will judge the nation. If you got a good Bible, that's what I say. The Son of Man will judge the nation. Now, so, we understand that this story is a real story. But in this story, he tells how he's going to be coming in his glory with his angels. But then he said there will be a separation. Now, now, in this separation, you will have, and he said that it will be similar to sheep and goats. So obviously, there has to be a difference between a sheep and a goat, That's right? right? right. Uh, and, and he talks about on his right side, he will have the sheep. Yeah. And on his left side, I'm going from left to right to you guys, so y'all will know. I know this is my left, but this is going to be your right. I do this at school with my kids when they stretch it. I say, to your left, I'll be to your right. So I'll be going this way so they can follow me, especially my little kids, you know, because I don't be knowing left or right anyway. Anyway, so, <laughs> hey, five, six-year-olds, they don't know it. Anyway, <laughs> so, so we have the goats to your left, my right now, and you have the sheep to your right. And he said this right here, this was the difference of the sheep and the goats was their giving. That was the only, if you read the story, it was their giving. 
It, 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 we're not talking about finances. In, in the story, it was not just talking about finances. So, so this is not just a financial message. But once again, finances have a, a big deal. It's very important, right? So he tells them how the ones on his right basically will in, enter into the gates, right? Now, 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 uh, and I know that hey, we got to call on the name, the name of the Lord to be saved. I understand that, but in this, in this right here, he didn't say anything about that. He didn't say anything about that. We understand that we have to, you know, confess the Lord our Savior. But it got to be more than just confessing the Lord our Savior when it comes to getting to where we want to be at. He said in this right here, when I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was in prison, you visited me. I, I think about the story that that that. Uh, preached on on Sunday about the, the neighbor who's the who's the good neighbor how the man was beat up broken half dead and it was only one person who came and and did when he was hungry he was fed when he was thirsty he was when he was broken and sick he took care of him basically the same story is right here and what he said was these are the ones who was going to make it. But then there was another set of people who decided not to do any of that. Those stingy people. The ones who, who talk a good game about they doing stuff and they not doing it. And they had it. Obviously, thank, thank you, sir. Obviously, they had to have it. Because the reason why he said what he said was because they had what they had. When they was hungry, they didn't feed them, but they had food. They, they was probably full and fat. They were full and fat. But they did not do what they should have been doing. Because if God gave it to them, that means that he gave them more than enough. That was, that's the reason why the ones on the right understood. Okay, God done gave me this right here. He's given me plenty. So guess what? Because he's given me plenty, let me go out and give to somebody else. Even with the anointing. Let's go to Acts 10, 38. I think Dad said this too. If I'm not, I think he spoke about this on Sunday too. 10, Acts 10 and 38. Now, this is that anointing. We said now how God anointed Jesus. And listen, go ahead and put your name there because this is what's supposed to be you. God anointed Edward. God anointed Lamika. God anointed of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. So he anointed them with the Spirit and with power. Right? Who went about Doing good, and if we know about that word, we've been taught that word about doing good in this house. If you've been here longer than in too much, you know doing good means, hey, this is philanthropy. 
another word you can say is bestowing benefits. Doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. So the healing, the healing, that's not financial. No, not, the, not the healing that we need to do, be doing. Because if money can heal everybody, everybody will be healed pretty much. But there has to be a touch. And the only touch that someone can get is the touch that you have that God done anointed you with. So he, he, healed, he, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Now, I don't know about you. But if God, Jesus say, go out because what, I've, what God has given me, I give to you, then that's what it seems like we should be going out there doing, given what God has given us. If you look in Genesis 1, the Bible talks about this in Genesis 1. God created man, right? The first thing God did was give him something. What did he give him? The breath of life, right? Which I just believe, and hey, I could be wrong. But my, I don't see anything in this Bible tell me I am. But that was the, the, spirit, the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit that he breathed in the Adam, right? So it was the, the breath of life. That's why Adam was able to go and speak and things had to happen. Because he had the same spirit that, Jesus, uh, that God had, right? So he, then he blessed him. So not only did he give him the spirit of life, he decided to bless him. But the commandment was, be fruitful. Now, now listen. I understand that in order for Adam at that point in time, all he had to do was speak a word and things was created, right? But isn't the word of God a seed? To this day? So he had, to, when he spoke, he was speaking seeds into the earth. So he was sowing into the earth that things would be fruitful and multiplying. So that was the first command. Be fruitful and multiply. In order for that to happen, he had to give out something. Now, Adam sinned. We understood. Right? And yes, the spirit left him. That spirit left him. All right? But then Jesus came along. The second Adam. And God told me this. He said, yes, the first Adam took life. But the second Adam, he gave life. That's why Jesus said that, hey, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came, I come, that you might have, or I may give you a life, abundant life. And, 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 and as we like in, at this church, the Amplified Version, to its full, to its overflowing, you know, and we'll get to the overflow part in here because God, God showed me that, hey, I want to overflow your life. It's reason why I want to overflow your life. Matter of fact, he, he told me like this. I want to put more on you than you can bear. For the good. Now, I understand everybody used to use that, that's, that, that word back in the days. God won't put more on you than you can bear. God won't put more than you can bear. But in a good way, he wants to do that. Matter of fact, when you read this word, that's all he did was put more on people than they can bear. And we're going to get into that. I know I'm going a little ahead of myself, but that's what he did in his word. So I, I just believe God. And I believe his word. So, so Jesus came, 
And in John 20, the Bible said that he breathed the Holy Spirit into the disciples. That same spirit that God breathed into Adam, he now breathed into the disciples. And his first command was, what I done, you go do also. Be fruitful and multiply. That's all he was saying. The Zach's just trying to get back to where we were supposed back to the original plan. Be fruitful and multiply. That's the original plan from the, from, from the foundation of the world. And guess what? This is the, the original plan right now. Be fruitful and multiply. Hallelujah. All right, so that should be our daily lifestyle. Going out, giving what God has given us. Whether it's finances, whether it's time, whether it's our anointing that God has, that should be a, a thing, that, that should be what we should be doing every day of our lives from now on. Once again, we want to be the sheep and not the goats. So we have to get to a desire of understanding. Okay, God, since you've given to me, what do you want me to do with it? Because what he's given is not just for you. It's for someone else. Amen. All right. So well, I'm going to give you three truths of giving. Then I'm going to give you six benefits of giving. And then we're going to go home. Okay. Is that all right? All right. Giving. First thing is the three truths. All right. Giving is a reflection of your love. Okay. It's a reflection of your love. Whether it's a reflection. So if I love my wife, I love my wife so much that I love to give her things, okay? I, I, matter of fact, she loves, she loves giving. She, love, she loves the gifts. That's her, that, that's her love language. So, uh, you know, you, you have these love languages, and one of them is gifts. She loves gifts. So I'm not going to go and just give her adoration because that's not her love language. Because I know her love language. Because I know her love language, I'm going to give her what she wants. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? So your giving reflects your love. All right? John 3 and 16. Let's go to John 3 and 16. The most talked about verse in the world. Okay? This is what it says. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave. Now, now we understand it. We understand that he loved and he gave, but not only did he give, he gave his only begotten son. So the greatest gift, the greatest thing that God had, he loved us so much that he gave that for us. That's how much he loved us. That's how much your love should reflect when you give. If you're just giving out of pity and, and I get out of, you know, whatever, it's... It's not out of love. And God, God wants you to give out of love. All right? All right? Next one is how should you give? How should you give? I said uh, the way you give it and how you give is a reflex of your love. So, so how should you give? Should give in love. All right? And let's go to 1 Corinthians 13. So when, this, is, this is our wedding Wedding scriptures over here. Me and my wife's wedding scriptures. I go 13 and 1. Can 13 and 1. Okay, though I speak with tongues 
of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. Keep going. Verse. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all ministry, uh, mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. Hmm. But this is verse 3. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burnt, but I have not love, it profits me nothing. So there is a how to give. Okay? So if you're not giving in love, then you might, you're wasting your time giving. It profits you nothing. Not at all. Not at all. Okay? All right. So generously. Give generously. Give generously. Okay? Um, Deuteronomy 15 and 10 in the NIV. Deuteronomy 15 and 10 in the NIV. Okay? It says, it says this right here. It says, give generous, generously to them and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hands to. So there's an if and then right there. That's an if and then right there. It says, if you give generously and not with a grudging heart, the Lord will bless whatever you decide you want to do. Everything you put your hands to, God will bless because you've given generously. Okay? And, and the last one, give willingly. Give willingly. Okay? All right? Willingly. Exodus 35. Exodus 35. Now, at this point in time, Moses was getting ready to build a temple. The tabernacle. The tabernacle. Thank you. Thank you. Tabernacle. And they're in the wilderness. This is the wilderness, meaning that there, there's no jobs in the wilderness. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's no kind of income you can get in the wilderness. All right? But listen to what, listen to what uh, God said, uh, what Moses said in verse 4. All right? 35 verse 4. He said, and Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of, of Israel saying, this is the thing that the Lord commanded. Okay, so this was a command. Okay, take from among you an offering to the Lord, whoever is a willing heart, of a willing heart, meaning that I'm not taking everybody offering. I'm only taking the offerings of the ones who's a willing heart. Because he don't want, he don't want, he don't want, Listen, we're talking about God, the one who owns everything. He, oh, he already owns what you can give him anyway. So he don't need, need what you got. But what he's trying to see is if you have a willing heart. A willing heart. All right? And if you keep reading down, if you keep reading down, it got to a point where obviously they had a willing heart because they was giving. And once again, this was in the wilderness. They was giving so much that the, the man of God said, hey, oh, we got too much. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be at a point 
that we give because our hearts are so willing to give that all of a sudden the man of God said, whoa, whoa. And the thing is, if you go to verse, uh, chapter 40, you will see that the glory came into the. Now, we know, we, we know, we've seen where the glory came in with our praise and worship. Right? We've, we've, we've seen what a glory, glory always came when they gave, everyone was on one accord and they give God the glory. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Glory came. We've seen that. Right? But we've ne I've never, this is my first time paying attention about the glory coming because we gave with a willing heart. When we get to a point, understand, I understand, the enemy comes, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But he always want to bother your finances, and he always want to bother your, your mouth or your worship, your praise and worship. We understand because these are both offerings to the Lord. We understand that. But when we're able to get to a point of realizing that our giving and our praise and worship, if we can bring them both, both together with a willing heart, what God would do into not only this church, not only to this city, not only into this nation, but if we can ever get to a point of realizing that, we'll be some, woo, there'll be some things going on. But we have to be of a willing heart. Hallelujah. Have to be of a willing heart. Number, number two of the, of, of the truths, giving reflects how you honor. Giving reflects how you honor. And if we've been at this church long enough, we know that honor is the master key of prosperity. to prosperity. Honor is the master key to prosperity. But your giving reflects how you honor. Proverbs 3 and 9. Proverbs 3 and 9. And once again, it, I, I'm, it was says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. It says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. Okay. Um, let's, let's also go to Malachi, Malachi 1, Malachi 1, we're talking about honor here, and I want to go Malachi 1, and I want to say this, everybody okay so far? I, okay, I'm just making sure now, I haven't heard the, the crickets yet, <laughs> I, I, know, I know this is, this given. Talking about giving is something else, something different. But I understand that it has to be spoken. Hallelujah. Because I'm, 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 I'm trying to get you something. I ain't trying to take something from you. Once again, I, like I said, all, the church is good. Mom and dad is good. Me and my wife is good. So we ain't, we ain't trying to take nothing from you. We just want to give y'all something. All right? Uh, hallelujah. Um, so let's start with. Uh, verse 6. Whoo. And at the top of my Bible, it says polluted offering. It says, a son honors his father and a servant his master. If then I am the father, where is my honor? 
He says, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of, of hosts. To you, to you priests, and, and understand, back then he was talking about the priests, but we all are kings and priests. So this is not just for the priests, but he's talking about all of us, okay? And to you priests who despise my name, how did they despise his name? Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? <laughs> let me show you. Let, let him show you. You offered defiled food to my, my altar. But say, in what way have we defiled you? So you came with a polluted offering, and you asking me how you defiled me. Your offering is a reflection of your honor. And if you come in with something defiled, that means you really don't honor God. All right? Okay. And the last, one, last point, number three. Giving is a proof that you trust God. Giving is a proof that you trust God. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. With all your heart. That means your finances. You trust him with your finances. If you're able to give, I, 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 love, the, I love the testimony dad gave. All, uh, he used to give quite a few when he was talking about how, uh, first of all, I love that they're transparent. And I hope he ain't going to get mad at me talking about this. <laughs> when he was at a grocery store and he was saying that, you know, they was, they was broke, but he had enough to pay for the things that, that he was going to get. But there was a lady in front of him who didn't have enough money, and the Lord told him to pay for it. Now, this is trust in the Lord right here. Matter of fact, I think he said that the Lord told him, if you pay for it, then you would never have to worry about groceries again. That was after. But he already told him, okay, so he told him, he told him to pay for it. So he, he was obedient. And obedience has to do with honor as well. He was obedient and he paid for it. After that, he said the Lord told him he would never have to worry about groceries ever again. Have you ever had to worry about groceries again? No. He, has, he hasn't. He has not. Just trusting in the Lord and what the word says. He trusts what he heard from the Lord. He did it. And he did it willingly. And now, all is well. All is well. Not, not just worrying about groceries, but he ain't got to worry about nothing else ever, ever. Because he, he, he does more than just what you need. He give you over what you want as well. The more you can bear. Hallelujah. All right. So let's, let's get into these benefits. Ooh, doing good, doing good, doing good. Hallelujah. All right. So six benefits of giving. Six benefits of giving. And there are so many more benefits, but I want to just talk about these six. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. All right. So giving can unlock an immediate response from God. Yes. Your giving can unlock yes. an immediate response from God. Okay? If we go 
to Second King, I mean first, Second Chronicles 1, 1, and we go 1 through 7, okay? Now, this is Solomon, King Solomon, okay? King Solomon. Second Chronicles 1 through 7, okay? Woo. Okay, okay. Oh, let's say Second Chronicles. Where am I? Not in second, second Chronicles. I'm in First Chronicles. That's why. <laughs> that's why. That's the reason why. Okay. Now Solomon, the son of David, was strengthened in his kingdom, and the Lord his God was with him. So Solomon was already strengthened. He was already strong. He already had things already. All right. Um, and God was with him. And God was with him. Oh my, wow. And God was with him. Now. When we see that God is with you, it doesn't matter what's going on. You will win. It, it doesn't even matter. All right? All right? And exalted him exceedingly. Okay? And Solomon spoke to all of Israel, to the captains of thousands and of hundreds, and the judges, and, the, and uh, to every leader in all Israel, the heads of the father of father's house. Then Solomon and all the assembly with him went to the high place that was in Gibeon for the tabernacle of meeting with God was there. So they went where God was. Okay? Alright? Well, Moses, the servant of the Lord had made in the wilderness. Okay? But David had brought the, up the ark of God from Kinjal-Jerim to the place David had prepared for it. For he had pitched a tent for it in Jerusalem. Now the bronze, now the bronze altar of Bezalel, the son of Ura, the son of Hur, had made. He put before the tabernacle of the Lord. Solomon and the assembly sought the sought him there. Okay, so they went and sought the Lord. Okay, and Solomon went up there to the bronze altar before the Lord which was at the tabernacle of meeting and offered a thousand burnt offerings on it. So it said that Solomon decided, you know what? I need some immediate response right now. I know exactly what to do. He decided to bring an offering. Not only an offering, but an offering that God would say, hold up, because on that night, God appeared to Solomon and said to him, ask. So that offering had to do something to make God, make God. It's like, ask, what's up? Now, now, listen, I guarantee you there was more people who brought offerings. But Solomon's willing heart and what Solomon decided to offer Brought this right here. And he said, ask, what should I give you? Can I, can I, can I give you a testimony on this just to tell you all that? Oh, this is just not Bible. This is not just Bible. Um, Labor Day, Labor Day weekend, I think we had a, 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 we had a service that Friday night. Me and my wife decided to sow an offering. All right? Friday, that Friday night. And 
hey, we will sow them because we're desiring to be debt free. Okay? We, we still desire to be debt free, y'all. We are. We, we, all right? And, and at that point in time, she had a $53,000 student loan. All right? We went to sow seed for debt freedom. I didn't care. I don't care what debt that you take off. I just want, we need some debt. We need this debt. We need some movement. We need some movement. We need, we need something to be done. We sold that on Friday. Monday was Labor Day, meaning that the email that she got on Tuesday could have possibly been on Monday because we sold it on Friday. Saturday, things are closed. Sunday, things are closed. Monday, a holiday. Tuesday, she gets a, a letter in the mail saying that the 53000 was canceled. Now, now, I don't know about you, but that is an immediate response. So don't tell me that this word is not true. Because exactly what I seen right here, it happened, to, it happened with us. There is an offering that will move God. Hallelujah. Number two, number two, giving can bring things to you that you forgot you desired. Giving can bring things to you that you forgot that you desired. Let's go to 2 Kings 4, verses 8. And I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about the story. There was a woman in Shunem who was, she, she has money. I'm going to say it like that. She, she was a, a but, but she was also, even though it wasn't a, a spirit, she was led that it was a man of God who came every day, year round. And what she decided was, first of all, she told him, hey, hold on, you got to come to my house. Like, I don't want you going, I don't. You're going to come to my house and eat. That was the first thing she told him. Wherever you're going, you come to my house to eat first. All right? So his ritual was every time he came, he came to her house and he ate. Now, she did this before she perceived that this was a man of God. Because down the line, the Bible said that she told her husband, I perceive that this is a man of God. Okay? So not only was she with the money, but now she's building a little upper room for the man of God. Now, this is hospitality right here. All right? Not only am I going to feed you, but now I'm going to have you a place to stay. I'm going to take you in. I, I, I'm going to make sure that you're good every time you come. You don't have to pay, you don't have to pay at no end. You don't got to do nothing else. I'm going to take care of you right here. All right? So, the man prayed, the man of God. Elisha, and he asked uh, Gehazi, hey, Gehazi, uh, do you know if there's anything we can do for her? Because it was an immediate response, all right? Now listen, he came and asked her, hey, is there anything you would like for me to uh, tell the king? Is there anything, this is Elisha talking to the lady. And the lady said, no, nah, I'm good. She basically said, I'm good. Said, hey, I'm, hey, <laughs> I got everything I want. Everything I need, basically, is what she told him. She forgot that she didn't have no child. 
she, 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 she didn't because the Bible said that her husband was old. So her mindset was not on having no kid. She it felt like it was over. But because of the power of her giving. The power of her giving. The man, the man of God said, by this time next year, you will have a child. All right, so, so let's, I want to just show you this in the message. Verse 16, just verse 16. Verse 16 in the message. If we got that. Okay. I got it right here. It says, uh, Elisha said to her, this time next year, you're going to be nursing an infant, uh, infant son. She said this, oh, my master, oh, holy man, she said, don't play games with me, teasing me with these fantasies. So she was fantasizing on having a child. She was fantasizing about having kids, but she felt like she could not have them. So her whole mindset was, don't play with me about this. You can't play with me about having something that I, I just believe I can't have. But because you gave and because you decided to, to bring me in, because of your hospitality, because of how you honored me, how about this? I'm going to give you something that you desired a long time ago. Your giving can do that. Come on now. All right, so, so those are finances. Those was hospitality. Now, I'm gonna talk about, now we're going to talk about anointing. Y'all ready? Let's go to Acts 3. Giving can change people's lives. Your giving can change people's lives. Okay. I'm going to give a testimony about finances first on this one, okay? Uh, one, a little bit ago, me, me and my wife, Miss Pauline and Deacon Robert, we was at um, Metro. We was at Metro. It was a long time ago. We ain't, we ain't been there forever. <laughs> but we was at Metro, right? And what happened was the waitress, you know, the waitress came. She, she was trying to give us our, <laughs> trying to give us our, uh, our ticket, and of course, me and Deke is fighting over the ticket. You know, if we, hey, stun like, stun like that. No, you don't think about how dad would be fighting over, me and Deke, we was fighting over the ticket. And the waitress is, she's wild already, like, oh my goodness, I've never seen this before. You, you asking for it, and you coming, to, coming behind his back to ask me for it, and this and things. She's never seen that before. But it wasn't that. It was the tip that we gave. She was crying because that next day was rent time. She didn't have enough money for rent. But the tip that we was able to give her was able to pay her rent. Now listen. I know it had to be spirit-led that we decided to go there. Right? But... Just think about if we, A, we went there and we were starting to be stingy with what God had given us. Right. 
we was able to change her life just like that because she didn't know how she used to get her rent paid. She didn't know. She could have been out on the street. Don't, don't know. But because we were spirit-led people, and that's what we've been taught to do, to be generous and with a willing heart, when we gave, that changed her. That's what we're supposed to be doing. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Okay, but, but let, let's, let's get back to this one, three. This, this, was, this is a blessing because we, we're saying that we, we're not talking about finances. All right. Now, there was a man at the Gate of Beautiful who came every day, and he, he was begging for arms every day. All right. And what happened was John, John and Peter was there. They was walking, walking, walking to the temple. Like day, daily custom, and they see this man begging, begging, begging. And this time, Peter looked at him, and he said, hey, look at me. So the man looked at him, and the Bible said that he looked expecting to get something from him. So he, he, he expected that there was going to be something that could have changed his life because he had that expectation. But this is what Peter told him. He said that silver and gold, I have none. And not that he didn't have it. It was just this was what the command was. Jesus told him, wherever you go, you don't, don't, go, with, don't go with any money, everything, because what you're going to do is going to pay for you. Right. Uh, uh, he told him. That's what he told him. But your giving, what you give, is going to bring back giving to you. That's what, basically what he's telling him. So he said, seven go, I have none, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, stand up and walk. Your man stood up and he walked. Did his life get changed? Yeah. Absolutely. Was it, was, it, was it a financial miracle? Yes. What did you work at? <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about on the healing part. <laughs> he, he could work now. Hey, and the, the thing is, he did let what he was, the, everything else, he let go because he was able to jump up, whatever. But the thing was, it wasn't a financial miracle at that point in time. What it was was the anointing, the power that God had placed, the, the, the power that God had placed in his in, in Peter, he decided to give to that man. That's why the anointing that you have is not for you. We have to give what we have. Now, now, because of that, the next point said, the next point I had was. Um, because it's given, people got saved. So people can get saved because you gave. It can unlock, it can, it, it can save you. So, because chapter 4, okay, let me back up a little bit. Slow down just a little bit. The people was amazed that the man was able to start walking. And Peter was able to have a platform to start preaching. Because of what he gave, it now gave him an opportunity to speak the kingdom of God into people. Your giving can start give you that opportunity to speak the, the kingdom of God to people, right? Because the whole issue, our whole, this time of life is to bring people into the kingdom. Our whole job is to bring people into the kingdom. God has anointed us. He has equipped us with everything we need to bring other people into the kingdom. And Peter used everything that he was equipped with, what he was anointed with, to do that, right? So he's speaking. He's speaking the word of God. He's doing everything he can. And then all of a sudden the Bible said that 
that the Sadducees and the Pharisees, they got mad, they want to put him in jail, but the ones who heard the word, they got saved. Over 5,000 men. Now, I looked at that as, okay, you said 5,000 men. Those men probably was head of their household. So guess what? Not only did they get saved, but he got his family house. He got the family saved. So it was just not more than just those 5,000. That's why the Bible starts went from being added to multiplying. Just because of the giving. Just because of the giving. All right? So the next one, I can use the same thing with the next one, but it's just a little different. Your giving can unlock salvation for unsaved and family. Why you say unsaved? Because in Acts 10, we, we look at a dude named Cornelius. Now, Cornelius wasn't a Jew. Cornelius wasn't Roman. Cornelius was someone who was outside of Abraham. He wasn't the one who was in that family. All right? Cornelius. But the Bible said that Cornelius still, he feared the Lord, he gave alms, and he prayed. Uh, what is alms? Alms is given to the poor. Right? The Bible said that he did it so much that it became a memorial to God. So your giving, if you get to a point of being able to give, God wants you to be able to give what it becomes a remembrance to him. You done did something wrong, oh, I, but I remember when that child did this right. I remember this offering right here. So the Bible said this right here. The angel of the Lord came at one night and said, Cornelius, your prayers and your, your prayers was heard and your arms was a remembrance. Your prayers was heard, and your arms are remembrance. And just because of that, he was able to unlock the Gentiles to become saved. Just because of that. Because if you, if you read the story, you, you'll hear about Peter, Peter at home having a vision, saying that he don't eat unclean things, and, and God said, don't call what I, what I call clean, unclean, and, and things of that nature. And what God was doing was preparing Peter to go out to the Gentiles and give what he had because of what Cornelius had just gave. Because remember, Cornelius gave, when he gave alms, he didn't just give alms to the, to the Gentiles. He gave, he gave alms to the Jews as well. So he gave to the people. It would not have been a remembrance to God if he wasn't giving it to his people. So at the end of, at the end of all that, Cornelius got him his household, and the people who was around him, everybody who was not supposed to be in the family of Christ decided to become part, got adopted in. That's the reason why we are able to lift our hands and say, thank you, Lord, our Father, our Savior. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Just because of a Cornelius who was a, a, a giver. And the last one, last one. Giving 
can release the overflow in your life. Back to what I said at the beginning. When God, I was walking around one day, and I was walking. We have a little lake near our house, and I was walking, and God told me, hey, I want to put more on my people than they can bear. And I sat there, and I said, God, what, what, what you mean by that? Because I've heard that so many times, but I heard it in a wrong way, where, hey, you know, he won't put more on you than, than you can bear, things of that nature. But the way that he showed me is that he want to put more on us than we can bear the goodness, the, the, that prosperity. All that is things that we should have that it should be overflowing over us, that it has to flow into other people. I had, I had an example, but I decided not to, to do it. I had, had this, uh, my flight team, I did it one time. I, I had this big pitcher of water, and I had put some cups together, and I had this uh, thing to make sure I didn't pour water, I mean, pour water on the floor. But the picture was God of what he wanted to put, the blessings that he wanted to pour. And I had a, a, a cup in the middle, and I poured it into the cup. And because the, and the cup was so small and the picture so big, of course, everything was just going to overflow. But because it was overflowing, it was overflowing in those cups, so it was beside it. Now, but what I realized, though, that there were some cups that wasn't getting anything. And what God showed me was, you're going to have people who's there who's not there. You're going to have, the, the, the Bible, Jesus said this, the poor will be with you always. Do they have to be poor? They don't have to be poor. But because they're goats or because they don't believe, you, you are those cups that send everyone getting, getting filled up and you're not getting filled. Okay. So with that, let's go, <laughs> let's go, to, let's go, let's go to Malachi 3. This is, we know we use this as an offering, but there was... There was something that was good, and it's always, oh, the word is good, y'all. The word is good. Malachi 3. And let me see here, 10. Okay, so verse 8. We, we know this, do not rob God, okay? It says, will, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you in tithes and offerings. You, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Okay, so verse 10 says this. He says, bring. So it don't say if. I, I didn't, I'd never seen the word if, and I was reading trying to make sure if it was an if when it says bring the tithes to the house. So when I hear bring, that's command. That's command, right? That's what I was, that I was trying to get to. That was a command. It says bring. He, he's trying to command you to do something so he can do something for you. Like, I'm commanding you to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I want to do this for you. But in order for me to do this, you have to do this right here. It says bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me now. 
in this. Try me now in this. So do you remember going to a store uh, back in the days? It was, uh, I don't know if Toys R Us is still open, but it was some, some toy stores. And they had these displays. And what happened was it had this button would say, try me. Yeah. Right? Or, or, or for, for the ladies, y'all do you know the perf- you go to the, the little perfume places and they call them testers. Right? Because it's try me and test me. They, they are the same thing. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. All right? But when you press that button, what happens is it shows you exactly what that thing supposed to do or what, what is done. If you if you let the perfume and you do the tester, when you press it, it allows you to smell what comes out, exactly what is in it. And God just said, hey, try me. Press this button. Let me show you what's in me. Let me show you what I can do for you. Let me show you everything that I have to just try me. He said, just, just try, just try, just push it. <laughs> I want to show you exactly who I am and what I can do. Let, let me do that. He said, he said, test me. He said, try me now in this, says the Lord. If and I'm going to show you what I would, what, who I am and what I can do. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there is not enough room to receive it. So I want to show you that. I want to put more in you than you can bear. But just try me. This is, this, is, this is the word of the Lord. This is, once again, I'm coming right out the Bible. So let me give you this story right here. Just, just to prove a point. That was, that was New Testament, right? I mean Old Testament, right? Let's go to New Testament real quick. Luke 5, okay? There's a story in there where, where Jesus asked Peter to let him borrow his boat. All right? This is, this is putting more on you than you can bear, all right? So Peter gave Jesus his boat. I, I, understand, Jesus, I understand Peter was on the boat with him, but he, he, he at least allowed Jesus to get on there and do what he needed to do, all right? So he gave Jesus his boat, all right? He didn't ask, he didn't ask Jesus for nothing. He just said, hey, you can have it. Let's, you, do what you do what you need to do. So Jesus ministered from the boat, and then he tells Peter, go out. Cast your net. Okay? Now, Peter said, man, we've been doing this all night. But nevertheless, to your word, I'm going I'm to do what you asked me. Once again, obedience. It was obedient. Right? The Bible said this, that when he cast his net, there were so many fish that the net broke. All right. Now, because so so not only that, his his boat began to lean. So he will lean with it, rock with it. <laughs> so it began to lean. It began to lean. Because 
it could not bear the amount of fish that was going into the boat. It was too much. But not only that, not only that, not only that, he called his friends John and James. Bring their boat. Come here. Come here. I need, I need, I need another boat. They bring their boat. They both get filled. And they start leaning. Because they had so much that they can bear. So God want to place all that on us. Just if we decide to give. Just because we decide to give. We, we heard, we heard the, the dad prayed dad pray the, the prayer today about um, good marriages pressed down, shaken together, and running over, and running over, and running over. It, running over means that we can't bear. It's the exact same thing. You can't bear it. It's too much. I got to give it to someone else. I got to. I got to. That's the only. <laughs> the fish falling out. The fish falling out was the only time I seen that, that uh, it was a waste. And that's because you couldn't handle too much of it. You couldn't handle it all. But God want to do that for us. God want to do that. That's what he want to do. Hallelujah. All right. So. So that was, that was the six. That was my six. That was my six. We're going to leave with this right here. Let's, let's leave with this right here. We're going to leave with 1 Timothy 6. And I would like this, and we're going to 17 through 19 in the message. And if you don't mind, let's, we can read this together. Okay? And I can say we, we'll be out of here. Amen. Okay. Let's read it together. Ready? Read. Tell. <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. <laughs> Tell. Okay. Has it, has it came up? All right. Let's do, let's do it together. Ready? Read. Tell those rich in the world who quit being so full of themselves and so obsessed with money which is here today and gone tomorrow. Tell them to go to God and piles of all riches could ever manage to do good, to be rich, to be exactly generously. If they are that, they will be a treasure. Gaining a life, truly life. That is truly life. Hallelujah. That is the goal, the power given. Come on, stand on your feet. Hallelujah. Give God glory. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs>